Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey, y'all. What's happening? And the Wells is with us. The Wells. Oh, all of them. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hi, Dr. Nick. Good news, everyone. <laughs> so, uh, what's been new? I know. It's just audacity being audacity. It's the, the audacity of audacity. Oh. Yeah, right? So, what's been new? I uh, went out to uh, Queen City Queen City Craft and Gourmet. Hi, Charles. Yeah, um, and, and had lunch and, and a flight. And um, good time, good beer list. Um, you had Barrel Age 1050 on tap. Ooh. Nice. And it's just one of those, like, damn. This is that. I guess maybe because I don't look for it that often, but like I, I forget how good Ten Fifty is sometimes. Was it finished in um Monster Energy drink barrels or what? No, was the... no, no, no. This was this was pre Monster. Oh, okay. Damn, I was hoping for that watermelon yeah. monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, <laughs> uh, yeah barrel aged Ten Fifty with guarana and ginseng. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. Uh, <laughs> remind me, where is that? Uh, it's in the Arboretum. Okay. Uh, so for Charlotte folks, it's in the Arboretum. It's right there uh, just north of 485 in Providence. Um, so near where the Vintner is and that stuff? No, no, that's... Mm, that's, that's the, I'm sorry, that's the Arboretum. I'm talking about the Promenade. Oh, okay, okay, I, I always, okay. I always flip-flop them. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So it's okay. a little bit further down. It's down there by like the Home Depot. Gotcha, gotcha, and, gotcha. Uh, okay. Sushi yep. 101 and yep. uh, Total Wines and that general complex. Okay, I know exactly what you're um, talking about. Yeah, excellent food. Um, had some fried Brussels that were fantastic. Uh, buffalo chicken sandwich was really good. I mean, nice. no, it was just it was just all good. I haven't been there, not had food, so flew all the way, so I don't get there as much as I want to. But yeah, it's a good time. Cool. Good time. Uh, Wells, anything for you? You know, I feel like I did stuff, but I didn't really. Didn't you? No. I never did. Are we doing that thing that we talked about on Saturday? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I got my dates mixed up. Okay. I thought it was happening last Saturday, and it's happening this Saturday, and this should be a pretty good time. Yeah, so yeah. I will be out of the house this Saturday. Uh, we will actually have something to talk about come yeah. next recording. I, for one, am shocked. Ooh, something that hasn't happened, but I noticed that it happened, and or it's going to happen. And I've already sent y'all a text about it, but it's concerning Divine Barrel's upcoming anniversary Third party. Anniversary, yep. Uh, so is that next month, or is that the... It's next month. Yeah. It's, it's March the 12th. And uh, I got to tell you, I got especially titillated when I read the announcement oh, yes. and saw like, oh, numerous beer releases, including barrel aged barley wines. And I just about felt, yeah, that, that plural. I'm like, with, oh with a God. Z? With a Z. Oh, if only it was with a Z. Damn. Double the Z. But with a Z. Uh, so yeah, um, Wells and I will have some stuff. Uh, I guess we could be polite and invite Jeff if we wanted to. Of course. You busy on Saturday? I don't believe so. We'll talk off. We'll yeah, talk. We'll talk we'll, off, it right? depends on where y'all going. Because it so, so, so when, when it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna go hit all the hazies. I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll save my calories. It's all good. No, no, the exact opposite of that. Yeah, actually, okay, hundred percent opposite of that for once. Sweet. Uh, court shoes is coming back this year. I remember court shoes. Yeah, you guys uh, remember that court was uh, uh, Neil's Neil's Weldy's um, benefit. Queen City Brewfest was the old thing, and then... Uh, Not the old thing. It's still a thing. Well, it's I mean, just yeah. COVID things have happened. But COVID. So, uh, what was it? Last year? The, I guess it was two years ago. It was ago. last year. 2021. Was it the first year? Yep. Um, the idea was to put out a, a, a double IPA 
basically come, came up with, uh, there was a recipe, and then all the breweries just kind of like did their iterations on it. Yeah. It was super fun. We had a bunch of them on the show. You can go back and look at the old episodes for that. Yep. Um, super neat to see like the different expressions that different breweries put out. So it's, it's coming back, but with a twist. Oh, oh, oh. Big, big and big twist. What's like, the big? Like, tw- what's the twist? Lemon? Is it, is it lime? Like twist of lime? No, it's a stout. Oh, so court shoes only. Court shoes only was the IPA double right. IPA recipe, uh, and this one's going to be called Night Session, and this is a, a base recipe was formulated between High Branch and Divine Barrel. So, you know it's good. Holler. Yep. Um, I can't wait. Nice. Although, like, I'm going to be nitpicky for a half second here and say you're going to call it Night Session, but it's an Imperial Stout. <sighs> okay. I mean, oh, is that, um, those are big cans? Well, just 30? for the mock-up, they're 32 ounces. It's Crowlers. Oh, okay. Cool. At any rate, a uh, great benefit that uh, is there to support autism. Um so, you know, if you've got the opportunity, if you're somewhere and you see it, grab it. Support a good cause. So that's the Charlotte version. Um, oh, 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 there's, Mules mo- is wait, also, there's more. Wait, wait there's, there's more. more. Um, if you live in the Asheville area, uh, participating breweries in that neck of the woods are putting together a session IPA. Um, Triad, they're getting a West Coast IPA. And if you're in the Triangle area of North Carolina, uh, an English lager and you know, per this website, all those releases should be happening in April of this year. So very cool. We will definitely be talking about that in the next couple months. Yeah, I can't wait to have some of these. Um, oh yeah, I'm gonna go ham. Yeah, I, I mean, and I'm sitting there and I'm kind of like, oh, poor Triangle. You know, you're you know, you just get the English lager, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, I bet that turns out pretty good. Yeah, exactly. And uh, this is a guest friendly reminder that QCBF is still not happening this year. Hence, court shoes coming out. Yeah, I think it's happening. What this this time next year? Finally. Yes. Yeah. So we're still over a year away from it actually coming back as a in person in life festival. So plus two years out at that point. But hey, the beer's going to be around, and it's making a bigger splash around the entire state, not just Charlotte this time. So yeah, clearly this fun idea was a big hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I can't even tell you how many. Well, I mean, not even singles. How many four packs of that stuff that I bought? Like some of them are really damn good. Yeah, yeah it was. Some and I think it was, so much. it was neat too because you know, as we were going and trying all these different versions of the same beer, it was neat to see that brewery is now on my radar in a good way. Mm-hmm. That brewery is now on my radar in a not so good way. Yep. <laughs> Actually, it didn't really. I don't think that happened. There weren't any that were horrible. There, there wasn't. But I mean. You know, going back to oh, just, y- y'all missed out on those. Just going back to the original, you know, the first time that Jeff and I went to it. That was your first QCBF ever, right? Okay, and then my first one, and who knows how long. Right. It was kind of the same, you know, kind of the same situation, even with these court shoes beers, where there's some of these places that I'd never heard of, I that I knew were around, and you know, I am the of the group, the recluse of the recluses. Like, I am the worst of the three of us about getting out of this place. Right. So, yeah, it'll be cool. Uh, Highwire. Highwire, yeah. They're going at it again. Yeah. This time in Birmingham. Yep. Why? Why? I don't know. Why? Uh, How many places is this now, Wells? This will be number 10. 
Number fucking wait, ten. Wait, are you sure about that? Yeah. You positive? Are you sure? I thought it was three. No, no. Okay. This will but, be uh, Hires Highwire's tenth location and the uh, third one they're slated to open this year. Uh, Charlotte being one of the three. Birmingham, and I can't remember the third. I mean, good for them, Cincinnati, Louis, I think. Louis, I think so. If I remember it. Was, it was either yeah. there or Louisville. No, it was Cincinnati, I remember now specifically because oh, I made some jokes about it. Uh, I guess good for them, but yeah, why? Well, I mean... Why? If you're having success and you can expand without overextending yourself, fine. When they first started expanding, we were concerned. Are they doing too much too fast? Are they going to get in trouble? We really like Highwire. It doesn't seem like it's been a problem for them. So, you know, good yeah, on Yeah, but we've also stopped drinking. At least I have stopped kind of drinking Highwire beer since. Sure. And, and I think as you get to a bigger, as you get to more distribution and bigger markets and more markets and everything else, you can't be as small-minded dialed in and focused on you know the the stuff that we really enjoyed was some of their kind of off-the-cuff one-offs so they may still have at some of their tap rooms but yeah and i was gonna say i mean you know that that is probably my biggest beer crime of living in the state of not spending a lot of time in Asheville. i mean i've been to Asheville, but like you know what i mean like properly staying there having pints and everything else. So it's typically I'm in Nashville for another reason and I'll catch what I can, but not specifically going there for beers. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to sound like a negative Nelly about Highwire. It's just a part of me is just like, can you guys stop? Just stop. It's, <clears throat> it's how many locations is enough? Yeah, that, exactly. But at the same time, I think it's tough for us when we get these breweries that we kind of latch onto emotionally. We want to see them grow and not get themselves into trouble, but also like not lose sight of who they were. Yes. And we've unfortunately seen that so many times with yes. like Green Flash and Deschutes. Yes. yes. You know, they, they grow and they grow and they grow and they can't necessarily keep the quality up or they can't keep just the interesting stuff up. I, you know, like, I'm sorry, I don't need 53 adjuncted versions of 10W40. No. I sure don't. In fact, we've seen this. Um, already with, well, this week, Modern Times is, uh, you know, has announced that they're closing like half of their tasting rooms. So here's another brewery whose business model was to expand into what, eight different places yeah. in, uh, in the West Coast area. And they're shutting them all down or not all, but half. And, and I just wonder, like, is this business model sustainable? I mean, because clearly it wasn't for modern times. Right. Well, and, you know, too, I guess that's the other thing that I've always kind of honestly scratched my head about is these tap rooms. It makes sense for, okay, let's take, let's say Divine Barrel. Mm -hmm. They're in Noda. They've got a huge customer base, say, out in the Lake Norman area. It would make sense for them to say, hey, you know what? Instead of you guys having to hoof it all the way into Noda, we'll bring our beer out to you. That makes sense to me. But where it stops to make sense is if Divine Barrel all of a sudden said, hey, Seattle, we know you guys love us. So guess what? We're going to open a tap room out there. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I, I that re- makes no fucking sense. I remember when I mean, it's been, it seems like a, a number of years ago. And maybe this is one of those Mandela effect things that never actually happened. But I thought I could have sworn that maybe Noda was looking at a location on the west side of Charlotte. 
look, if I had a nickel for every time I heard a rumor about someplace looking for a second location, fair I'd enough. have a lot of nickels. Fair enough. Fair You'd enough. have a shit ton of nickels. And, and, you know, but like even that, I was, you know, just the logistics of trying to get back and forth and, and all of that. I mean, like, you know, you, it's tough. Right. Going across state lines, extra tough. More power to those that can make it work. But I also understand, especially in this economy, looking at your budget, your budget, and your bottom line and saying, you know. Your bottom line? My bottom line. <laughs> Look at it, that bottom line. That's right. Eventually, I mean, this is going to alienate a lot of your retail partners, too. Um, well, yeah. Because typically the business model is you're a brewery, you make beer, you have one uh, production facility, and then you you, know, you can have a tap room attached to it. But then you also just send your kegs out to various retailers all over. But there's not as much profit margin in that. So, right. but that's one reason that they're, you know, opening up all these different outposts trying to capture more of that profit margin, keep keep more of those dollars in house. But you're also dealing with the headache of operating a second, third, fourth, tenth location. Yeah. Yeah. Also, when you enter into a lease that's six figures over the course of a year, that's a lot of beer you gotta sell to make that up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and not only that, but what happens if, and again, I'll pick on Divine, and it's not that I'm trying to pick on them specifically, just first brewing the pop in my head. What happens if their beer's here in the Charlotte market, a certain style sells like hotcakes, but you take it up to Cincinnati and they all look at it and go, I don't want this. Yeah. I mean. Why are you here? D- Divine's tap list would probably be half successful up in the Chicago area. Right. Because, I mean, you know, the other thing that a lot of people still don't think about is beer is damn regional. Yep. It is really regional. The the crazy lactose milkshake fruit slurry things that they love up in, you know, Chicago neck of the woods. Not that that's the only thing they like, but I mean, like, those don't really play here as well. Yeah. Unless Wells is going to counter no. argue that, but no, I mean, you, you kind of, if you're a smart brewery, you, you tailor to what your local market wants um, and, or what you're good at or why not both? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Ideally both. Ideally both. But, but yeah, I mean, if you're a smart brewery, you're going to tailor to what your local market likes. And if your local market here in Charlotte is. We like West Coast IPAs. We like hazy IPAs. We're IPA, 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 IPA. That's kind of everywhere, though. It is, but I don't know. Part of me just wonders, because, I mean, modern times is in a slouch when it comes to making beer. No. And and coffee, too. They've got a coffee roastery. Oh, is it good? Yeah. Nice. But again, that, that begs the question, are they stretching themselves too thin? Oh, clearly. Because if you add eight and you have to close four... That's not sustainable. No. And I know they all took a hit, but I think they were going a little bit too fast, too far all at once without really... Too fast, too furious? God. Modern times problems require modern times solutions. Yeah. Yes, they do. And on Uh, the other side of the coin... Yeah, well, I'll be honest. You put biggest bummer in the show notes. I don't even know this place, so uh, why am I bummed? Uh, so one of the most venerable breweries of this era, uh, hair of the dog out in Portland has announced that they're ending their run. They were one of the first craft breweries, um, 
They're old school. They're they're old school, but anytime like somebody would show up at a bottle share with a bottle of Adam, yeah. I'm just like, oh my God, I want to be your new best friend. They were legitimately making some of the absolute best strong beer that has existed. Nice. Um, okay. Not nice that they're closing. Nice I that know. they were making that. It, it's rough. It's really rough that you know their owner slash head brewer has just said, you know what, I've done this since 1993. Uh, I'm done. I'm I'm going to retire, and I'm going to close down the brewery, and that's just going to be that. So not selling to not somebody, s- not selling the recipes, just shutting the doors? Yeah. Okay. To my knowledge, I mean, we'll see if he does end up selling the recipes or what ends up happening. But this is, I mean, I was legitimately gutted. Um, Hair of the Dog is just one of those breweries that, like, I can just spot those labels a mile away like they were content to always live kind of outside what was popular and what was trendy people weren't really drinking barrel aged 13 percent stuff in the mid 90s but they were making it yeah i remember looking at some of their stuff trying to figure out why it was why the abv was so high or how and all of that and um but then again on the flip side and, and this you know personal preferences are what they are this was one of the main places that really soured me on Portland as a whole oh, when really? I was there. So, you know, oh, wow. but I mean like bad tap room experience probably isn't a fair shake at it, but right. You know, when it's been 30 minutes and you can't get anybody's attention to take Ooh. an order to spend money there, like, I don't know, man. Yeah. That's Por- no Portland's point. its own thing. Yeah. J- Jeff famously does not like Portland. Nope. Not my bag. I understand the appeal. I get it. I have no problem with anybody liking it. It's not one of those kind of things. Right. It's just not for me. Not not your not your speed. No, sir. And I've driven through Portland, and that's about my extent of it. I'd love to go back and actually get some boots on the ground. And You, know. you mean you, a, you haven't passed out or you haven't blacked out in the alley at high on H in, in Portland? No. I, no? Okay. I kept driving south to Newport and uh, got shit-faced there instead. <laughs> We saw plenty of people that were shit-faced the night that we were... Scott and I were walking around Portland, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's... I mean, there's a lot of potential there. I just... Maybe my expectations were too high. I, I don't know, man. It just it wasn't... I mean, it's one of those things where... It's one of those cities where... Yeah, it may not be your jam. It may not be... And especially now that, like, all drugs are legal there. I'm sure that is, like, the wild, wild west. Wild, wild west. Uh, well, as you posted this article, I did see this article as well, and it brought up a really interesting point, and it kind of made me think, yeah, the article's right, that I'm kind of okay with some of these places selling out now. I don't think it really bugs me as much as it used to, except for it depends on who buys them, Yep, which is what this article really points out. Yep, I personally could give a flying fuck that Monster Energy now owns the Oscar Blues Canarchy, yeah. Which, I, I don't care. But right. it's going to be interesting, and I know we talked about this back in November, if Monster gets picked up by Constellation. Yes, that because, will become interesting. Where, where To me, it bugs me, and we're actually going to talk about this more in depth in the next episode, is when the big guys buy them. Yeah. Because of the anti-competitive practices right. the big guys have. That's where it, a thorn gets into my side. Yeah. 
when when Monster or Fireman's Capital or another private equity firm or a collective comes in or a weed company, whatever, like <clears throat> you're. They, they don't spend their time actively trying to put craft breweries out of business. Right. When AB InBev, Molson Coors, um, Miller, Sab Miller, Heineken, those that, that really kind of push that, that envelope, I got a h- much harder time with that. Yeah, because like this article just continues to go into in a very, for a Vine Pair article, actually solidly written. Vine pair normally, in my opinion, has kind of shit articles, a uh, little bit trolly, a little clickbaity, a little whatever, yeah. and and calling it death of the craft beer sellout. The next wave of acquisitions marks a new era of drinker indifference. No, it doesn't. Not to me. If if AB or Molson Coors announced tomorrow that they were going to purchase, I don't know, fucking who's somebody I'm currently in love with, Divine Barrel. Sierra I mean, Nevada. Oh, gosh. Th- then that is the death knell to me in Sierra Nevada. We're I'd done. cry. I'd cry. Yeah, we're done. I'm, that would be gutting. Yeah, yeah. I'm never touching that beer again. But if some private equity firm that didn't have dirty money and wasn't doing anti-competitive practices and Grossman said, you know what? I'm done. I've, doing, I've been doing this since the 80s. I'm out. I've got my billion dollars. I'm yep. good to go. I'm good to go. I'd be okay with that. It wouldn't bother me. They do make an interesting point, and I am curious to because we did talk about it. But I, you know, now that the dust has quote unquote settled, what about Kieran buying Bells? Kieran isn't in the U.S. seen as mm-hmm. big beer. Right. They are overseas, though. But but again, I feel like intent matters. Okay. I don't, and and maybe it's ignorance on my part. I don't see Kieran actively trying to trash craft breweries by running commercials about them during the Super Bowl. Or doing dirty tactics inside of bars of giving pay, free kegs yeah, and free tap play, systems. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe could, it just doesn't happen in our market and it happens somewhere else, but we're just right. yeah. oblivious to it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I would actually be very curious if we did have anybody I mean I mean technically we've got listeners worldwide according to the stats. I'd be curious to see if anybody happens to be in Japan and maybe knows Kieran has some dirty little secrets and they do some dirty little things. Um Oh, yeah, I'll have to grab you one. Yep. I didn't even think about that. That's okay. I didn't either until I opened the I'm like, oh, there's a cork in there. There's a cork in there. What is that? <laughs> and why this beer needs a cork? I, was, I have I was zero idea. That. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Of, of all the ones. Anyway. Stay tuned for Buy No Buy. So, you know, just, just again to kind of further this conversation, and I think we would all agree, in, intent makes the biggest difference in all of this. I mean, if, if, if it's a big brewery, or not a big brewery, if it's a... Somebody that I see is anti-competitive that does nasty things, I'm going to be a little bit more upset about it. Or if they're just assholes in general. Yeah, like if BrewDog were to come in and buy Sierra Nevada. Oh, God. Well, A, how, and B. Well, I know how, but let's play for funsies. Devil's Avocado. Yeah. Understood. They magically found all of their gold cans that were supposed (laughs) to be out there for everybody else. If BrewDog came in and... Bought Sierra Nevada, I probably would not buy them anymore. Not because of, you know, it's quote unquote big beer. It's because fuck Brewdog. Yeah. They're assholes. Yep. Fuck them. Yeah. I mean, eventually, the, 
and and that's the downside about having a lot of information. Uh, you realize that somebody you know isn't a, a good actor, right? Somebody's uh, bad news. They're you know you don't want to support them. So you know, thankfully, there's a lot of other options out there. You don't have to like settle with where you're spending your money, right? Un- until it's like thrust upon you, and then you're like, ah, oh, crap. Well, like, and so much of that too, unfortunately, comes down to visibility to your point i don't always know all the ins and outs right like like i would always kind of use this example of like my dad is an independent business owner Mm -hmm. and hates walmart because he feels like walmart is always out to get him right he's not wrong right and so he will like he is never he will never set foot in there but he'll go to other stores you know that maybe aren't as egregious but like everybody's problematic when you dig long enough. Oh yes, a hundred percent. And you know, I feel like that's like thirty percent of what Twitter spends its time on is trying to figure out what somebody did wrong. Who's the main villain of Twitter for the day? Who's the main character? But also, oh, you thought you were doing Me? this. You <laughs> thought you were doing this thing that was nice. Well, did you know? Well, actually. You know, yeah. what what happens there is all that money goes back to, you know, the KKK. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah. Huh? We were just donating to this organization for a tax write-off. And there's like 33 shell companies. and Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it does get messy. And <clears throat> I guess that is the benefit and the problem of living in the age of the Internet that we all live in. And being able to dig out all this information about these places and maybe finding out too much information that you don't want to know. But, you know, again, I said it before, I say it again. I am not upset in any way, shape, or form that Monster owns Canarchy. Right. Not going to stop me from buying Oscar Blue stuff. Yet. Yet. I mean, it, but the second Monster's ownership changes. Then and, things get a little murky. When If Constellation buys them, then, yeah, all of a sudden, huh. But we said Maybe that, not. I mean, but again, we said that about Fireman's. You know, they picked up Oscar, they picked up Cigar City, and we're like, well, you know, it'll all be fine. But at the same time, at some point, they're going to want to cash out because that's what PEs do. Yep. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah. And, and we're going to have to be okay with wherever it goes or not. And for now, it's interesting and we'll see. Yeah. But if Constellation comes in, you know. Suddenly or, you've got Dale's Pale Corona. What happens when AB InBev comes in and buys Monster? Oof. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Or Coke or Pepsi or, you know. Yeah. Guess well. I mean, we'll have more Guy Fieri, Bud Light, Hard Cola Seltzer. Commercial. Oh, God. That was the weirdest thing I ever saw. And I, had to, I thought I was on acid. Right. I was like, what? We're, we're watching the game and that came on and. They, like they had honest questions because they don't watch a lot of you know like TV especially commercials because they're the YouTube generation and they're like so I don't understand is it Bud Light is it a hard seltzer or is it like Coke and I'm like well well it's a little bit of everything you see you lazy millennials can't put things into separate two separate beverages and mix them together right. so they decided that yeah. Uh, speaking of the Super Bowl, people were shocked at the prices of the beverages at the SoFi Stadium. I mean, it's, look. It's SoFi. It's the Super Bowl. You shouldn't be like, I, I feel like this is this is like 
I own a Ferrari and I'm upset at how much it costs to repair it. Yeah. If you have a Ferrari, you should already understand that money doesn't mean anything. And if you're at the fucking Super Bowl where the average tickets were seven grand, eat a dick if you're complaining about the price of beverages. Okay. So let's seventeen dollars for a Mick Ultra though. You what? paid $7,000 for the ticket. Yeah, which means okay. now you can't afford beer. So by so by factors of 10, if the ticket was not 7,000 but 700, perhaps this this is bad math by the way. Perhaps that beer was $1.70, you'd be okay with it. $700 ticket to get in, $1.70 for a beer, you're okay. But 7 grand and suddenly 17 bucks means a lot. I don't understand the concept of flexible pricing. Well, just, fair enough. I mean, for if this stuff cost $12 during the regular season and that was good enough for them all season, shouldn't theoretically that price stay the same? No. Okay. No. Well, and here's the other reason why, too, and a lot of people don't realize this. When your stadium, your city is hosting the Super Bowl, your shit isn't run by your normal stadium staff. That shit is taken over by the NFL almost completely. They are doing a lot of this dirty work, and they are probably outsourcing the catering company that is going to run the concession stands sure. for that time. Sure. So and, they're going to charge whatever the fuck they want. Because they can. Yes. Because they can. I mean, you know. Because it, they can. This is the uh, biggest sporting event on the face of the fucking me, planet outside like, of the world. Just because Cup. they can doesn't mean they should. Well, well sure. But right. like, I was at a, a college football game this fall, and I had a, I bought a can of uh, Carolina Brewing's beer. And it was, I want to say it was like $9. Okay. Now, it didn't come in a cup. They literally gave me a can. And the can was warm at that. Hmm. And you can't tell me that they're paying, you know, shelf price for said beer. They're not, you know, they're getting a case discount. They're getting a bulk discount. And so they're oh, making, yeah, absolutely. They're they're well, but they're getting, they're getting the exact same price that every single other place that buys that case of beer has to pay, though. You'd like to think that, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, because it's the law, North Carolina, at least. Oh, right. And that's how things work. Always by the law. Well, it, well, it's also against the law to murder people. How's that working around here? <laughs> Pretty good. I mean, I, good. I haven't gotten murdered. My, my running joke of the weekend, there was a, um, you know where Indian Trail is. There was a um, husband killed his wife. And, and, you know, like it didn't normally happen. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But Amy's like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I don't know if you heard the story, but, you know, just right up the road, this guy killed his wife. And I'm like, it wasn't me. <laughs> wasn't me. Wasn't me. Every time she's like Super Bowl party and she's talking to people, I hear her start to tell that story. Be like, wasn't me. Wasn't me. <laughs> I didn't do it. I mean, going back to the story, I get it. I understand why people are all up in arms. But how many of these people just saw the screenshot posted to Twitter more than anything? Oh, well, I mean, let's be real. Internet outrage and the, you know, screaming of how unfair things are, are very rarely by the people who are put under the issue. Yeah. It's always some Karen somewhere or a Chad that feels like they need. Oh, well, I'm, I'm fighting for everybody else. No, you're not. Yeah, you don't. You're did not pay the seven thousand dollar average ticket price to get into this game. So is that really expensive? Absolutely. If I had the money to kind of throw around an average of seven thousand dollars, like you know, seventeen bucks for a Mick Ultra is going to mean jack all to me if I mean, I'm paying that much for a ticket. And and, and at that point, if it's and I and I feel like I need to be careful about this. 
if seventeen dollars for a Mick Ultra is a problem, don't buy it. Yep. Yep. You can get a Pepsi Fountain Soda for seven dollars. Yep. Which is a problem in and of itself. It is. Oh yeah, even more so in terms of you know how much it actually costs. Yeah. Yep. Markup. However, you know, like yeah. if if that's the hill you want to die on, cool. Don't buy it. Yeah. You're upset that, you know, people are scalping the the Xbox X and the PlayStation 5? Okay, cool. Don't buy one. Yeah, problem solved. I mean, like, you you aren't entitled to everything. You don't... <laughs> no, I am! You, you don't have to drink a beer at the Super Bowl. I, yes, I do! I could drink a cocktail at the Super Bowl instead, and for some reason it would be cheaper than a McUltra. Sure. Well, Which is gotta, I mean, weird. I mean, just, that is weird. But. The math doesn't work out on any of this. Like, I'm not saying some upselling, some price adjustment is to be expected. It's just the level of price adjud- adjustment. When I'm looking at uh, a, a cup of Elysian space dust for 19 bucks, what the hell? $19 for a pint of something like that's just meanwhile, I, I really would have uh, wanted to have had like a, a proper uh, tanqueray and juice for the halftime show. Right. Only to not hear gin and juice and be disappointed. But yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. Y'all see a buck 25 on the, on the halftime show. All right. <laughs> wow. We all body shaming. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Body shaming. I mean, like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm right there. <laughs> Like, I'm, I, like if he's a buck twenty five, I'm like three eighty two or something. Three eighty two. Inflation's a bitch. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah, and title. My waistline. <laughs> and title. Are we ready for a break? Yes, please. All right, we'll be back in thirty. Go shorty. for buy no buy wells how does that work uh buy no buy is transitory um so we've been it's drinking transactional sure we've been drinking beer on the show uh now it's time for us to let you know what we think of it in the simplest way possible would we buy it or would we not buy it jeff what's the first things you're holding in your uh hand? first beer up is an amber lager from a on the can so uh, allegedly, this was made in Germany and then brought here to the States. But uh, they're supposedly opening, or maybe open now. Soon, TM. A, a tap room here in Charlotte. Um, this is a pretty decent amber lager. It's not something I normally reach for, but, uh, you know, it's it's not bad. I, I would um, I'd buy this, I'm sure. Well, mm, no. I'm, it's a style that I don't really go for, and... I think this is fine for what it is, but what it is isn't what I'm, what I like. So that's a, a big no buy for me, dog. Uh, Josh, your thoughts? Uh, so Jeff, it's like a blogger. Okay, I was just curious. I figured that's what it was. Yep. Um, this isn't terrible. You're coming into town with, ooh, buddy. Good um, luck. Good luck. Yeah. Guess we're gonna find out real quick if there's enough room in the town for two. German breweries. Yeah, because um, this is not... 
I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's good. It's fine. Sure. It's fine. Like, but it's, this it's is fine. not bad. If I had a choice between this or copper, yeah. that's, well, okay, that's but easy. That's, but that's not fair. Altair versus uh, Amber Lager? Sure. They still market that as an amber. Do they really? Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I mean. I mean, I wouldn't take this over a copper. Yeah. I wouldn't take this over Divine Barrel's Vienna Lager. Yeah. Oh, God. I won't but take. I will not take many things. But, or, I mean, it's it's fine. I could say myself, you know, like, I'll buy a four pack of this and, you know. It'll be gone by the end of the day. Nah, it'll be gone by the end of the week. I'll use one sure. for cooking for sure. and then yep. One for chili. Um, I don't know. Maybe chili. I don't know. It, it, it's not terrible, but I, I definitely wouldn't buy another four pack of this. Uh, next beer up from Casita. And I thought you said this was a salute beer. He did. I think he lied. No, I mean, it's Casita, their brewery. It salutes brewery. Right? No, no. Wilson, nope. North, Wilson, North Carolina. Oh. Do you even do you even like know how to spell beer? No. Okay. <laughs> how do you how do you spell beer? Uh, speaking of spelling, uh, this is thirst quencher t h u r s t, which is why I was having a hard time finding it at first. Yeah, because I spelled like, it wrong. Yeah, because they spell it wrong. You spelled it wrong. Well, I I spelled thirst correctly, not the way they spell it on the can. All right, fair. T h u r s t quencher, um, pale ale with pilsner malt, oats, crystal, NZ cascade, Rawaka, and talus. And this is uh, hop tea, and I don't mind it. It's um, it's definitely got some fruity fruit going on with it. I like it. I'd buy this. Wells? You say hop tea, and I'm kind of like, this is like hop water. Um, okay, it's fine. Yeah. I don't, sure, but there's just not enough here to really propel me to, to purchase it. It's clean. It's easy. It's clear that I haven't been drinking enough lately. Because everything's like, yes, this is good. Give me more. Mm. Well, this is like, no, this sucks. Wow. How the turns have tabled. Yes. Josh. Uh, I enjoyed That's where it's at, by the way. I enjoyed it. Um, Jeff is right. To me, this is kind of hop water. It has no There's backbone. No There's no body to it. I There's said no hop body. It There's... does not have a malt backbone, you yeah. would say. There is no backbone. It is just hops. But, you know, hey, if I just wanted a mouthful of hops, here we go. Yep. You... Speaking from experience, you don't want, want that. that. Yeah. So I'll buy it. Jeff, next beer up. Uh, next beer up from Barclay. This was Connecticut? Yeah. Yeah. New Haven. Even. Vi- <clears throat> so this is Vibrations Double Dry Hopped Nelson. Um, they call this a New England IPA. It's a single hop. It's double dry hopped, blah, blah, blah. It's fine. Um, I don't hate it. I wouldn't throw it out, but I'm not chasing this one either. So I'll know by this one. And Wells is like, this is the best mirror I've had all day. No, it really isn't. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, I'm with you. I, this one's just not really doesn't like, there's nothing wrong. I just don't particularly like, there's not enough draw here. There's not enough flavor. Uh, Kind of feels like they forgot a hop edition. I don't know. No way. Well, there's a single hop. Just double dry hopped. The single hop. I know, That's but I said hop edition. Like hop edition. Oh yeah, we're gonna So maybe you should have been SDH, even though they say DDH. Or a little bit. No, I'm saying just a little bit, a little bit more. Dial it up a bit. I don't know. Not for me, Josh. So <clears throat> I was in the common market, which I haven't been in in 
months, to be honest. It's been since the summer was the last time I was in there, actually. Believe wow. it or not. Wow. Um, having a conversation with the beer buyer there, and we were talking about, you know, what have I, what have I been drinking lately? And I said, most of the time, where have I, you been buying what you, you've been drinking right. lately? Is what I, mean. I know. I know, really. Um, but honestly, a lot of what I've been buying has either been Sierra Nevada, yep, or local stuff. Because nine times out of ten, if I'm buying local stuff. I know where my money's going. Yep. It's staying within this economy, and I am helping people I know. And I'd much rather do that than help some big unknown brewery or even some tiny unknown brewery. Well, they're not here anymore, so it doesn't matter if you help yeah. them or not. Well, that's true, too. They're not. You don't have to quietly laugh about that, Wells. You can laugh out loud about that if you want to. It's okay. Um, he had mentioned, you know, it's been a while. I was like, so... Uh, what do you got? Who's new? And What's he's it? like, these guys. And I'm like, okay, well, fuck it. I'll try it. Sure. Why not? I, I'm in for a penny and for a pound. Yeah, you're getting my money one way or the other. Right. I immediately cracked one of these and went, this isn't terrible, but I could go to about five breweries in town and get the same exact thing that is probably made better. And to me, that's what scares me about this influx of everybody making this New England style, right? It's it's easy. I don't want to say it's not easy to make, but it's hard to do well. Well, yeah, I was to say it's it's and, easy to make. It's hard to do. Well. You know, and, and again, it's it's a lot. It's very similar to just regular IPAs or sours or whatever the trend was at the time. Like right. everybody makes them because they know they sell. And if you ever make this one again, and you make it the same way and it tastes the same, well, then you got something. Right. But I kind of doubt that ever gets made again. And so, or if it does get made again, we'll never see it again. Like if, if that beer, let's just for the sake of argument, if that beer was made by this brewery and they didn't like it, it doesn't really matter because they'll probably never make that beer again. Right. They may use the same base and put different hops in it and they may not screw it up or, or whatever. I mean, it's again, it's not bad. Right. No, it's not. It's I just, just, I miss the days of looking at a shelf, getting excited because I know that's going to be a good beer. Yep. Because I feel like so much of what's on the shelf anymore. And it's probably this, you probably had the same experience. You walk into your familiar spot 30% of it's different yep. in terms of what's on the shelf. Yep. I don't recognize any of it. I don't know any of it. And now I'm kind of getting nervous. Yep. And so I'm just going to go back and I'm going to, you know, grab some Sierra Nevada right. or something local. Cause it's just like, I know I can trust that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, go ahead. Wells. I can tell well, you here's a fun thing about who makes this uh-huh. uh, 12%. They're an importer, but they're also a contract brewer. So, oh, interesting. So these guys like this New Haven. I'm like, wait a second. I I, I know this. Um, so I had to look it up, and yeah, uh, it's an importer that also does contract brewing for like a bunch of small nomad breweries, and this is one of them. So, hmm. okay, well, that's all. Nomad, nomad your way on out of brewing if this is your offering. Yeah. All right, Jeff, next beer up. Uh, next beer up from Resident Culture, we have Half as Lonely, a pastry stout. Uh, weighing in at 7.5%, uh, this is uh, made with cocoa nibs, cacao nibs, and coconut. And I really had to focus to find the coconut in it. It was slight. It's not a bad beer. Um, if I'm buying a stout from Resident Culture, it's probably not this one. It's not bad. There's nothing wrong with it. I just... It's, it's not wowing me. So no buy for me. Wells? 
all the uh, Lonely Universe peers that Resident Culture have, have put out, I mean, they're typically 10 to 12% affairs, but this one clocks in at 7.5%. It's, it's like when we had on the show a couple of weeks ago, um, what, the 5W30 from Highwire. Right. Yes. That's the junior version of their 10W40. Um, I really enjoy this. It scratches the exact same itch that uh, Lonely Universe did, that Twice as Lonely does. Um, sometimes you want something that hits those same flavor notes, but you don't want to commit to a 12% bourbon barrel-aged Imperial Stout. Sometimes you just want a can of something 7.5%. And, and yep. this... this fills that void. I'm a big fan of this. Solid buy. Josh. Uh, the fact that you said this is a pastry stout, I'm kind of like, no, it's not. It's not a pastry stout. It's stout. It's a good stout. I actually really enjoy this. Uh, well, as I think you're right, this does scratch that 5W30 itch of big but not bold. Mm -hmm. Chewy but not overly chewy. Not boozy at all. No chest burn whatsoever. Uh, yeah, it's good. Absolutely like it. Big buy. Next beer up. Uh, the beer that I've been waiting to hear Josh's take on for a while. It's the, I guess I call it the, the most recent iteration of Old Rabbit's Foot. Yep. 2021. I've been sitting on this for a and, couple months. Uh, and they've been making this since what, 09? Did I read that right? Off and on. Off and on since 09. Uh, collaboration between three big breweries here in North Carolina, uh, Old Hickory, Foothills, and uh, Duck Rabbit. And uh, it's Imperial Stout, aged in bourbon barrels um, with honey, which is the Old Hickory. And edition. Cocoa Nibs, which Co is the sexual chocolate edition. Yeah. And then Duck Rabbit's like... Yeast, maybe? Oh. Is that what they're using? I hope not. Well, because Duck Rabbit has a very specific yeast strain. That yeah. you can tell. But all three of these breweries are using their own in-house yeast to make whatever okay. their beer is. Okay. Oh, okay. And it's, so, it's, a so, it's a blend of... So what's uh, Duck Rabbit's contribution? Rabbit Duck. Okay. 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 Rabbit Duck, Sexual Chocolate, and Imperial Stout. Okay. Cool. I was just curious. Yep. Um, nevertheless, uh, just a really good example of a solid bourbon barrel aged stout for me. Um, it's not trying to be flashy with pastry additions and all this other nonsense. Uh, it's just a a good, enjoyable, straight-up bourbon barrel-aged out. I, I appreciate that. I'll buy it. Wells? You should buy it, because I'm going to buy it, too. Well, I mean, you should buy it just because it's a good beer. Right, right. I'm uh, not buying it because you're this. This is... You're not going to peer pressure me again. Well, no, you've already you've already bought it. Uh, I look forward to Old Rabbit's Foot whenever it comes out. Um, it's an infrequent collaboration between three of the OGs of the uh, North Carolina craft beer scene, and it's just good to have it back. Um, it's always, when was the last time this came out? 2021. Okay. So, like, a whole year. Well, no, not, before not even that. It's, it's been like six months. Well, oh, before, okay, that, before that, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay. I'd have to, I have to look it up. Maybe? Mm. I feel like I've got one sitting in my. Could have been 18. I don't know. Point is. It's been it's been a couple of years. It was you know pre pandemic everything. Okay, but that's what um, I was curious about. Yeah, you I, jackasses. I look forward to this every time it comes out, and uh, this meets exactly what I was looking for. Solid buy, Josh. <sighs> I, I know you love to hate on this shit. So are we ready? Yes, yep, do it, man. 
I love this. Yeah, I bet you do. This isn't overly honeyed because yeah. all the other barrel treatments take care of it. Yep. Um, this isn't adjuncted to shit. Right. This is... Here's an easy way to explain this, because I'm sure you have not played the new Halo in any way, shape, or form. Correct. Wells, have you? No interest. Really? Why? Ziplines. Okay. Not ziplines, whatever the, the... Grappling hook? Grappling hook. Don't Fair care. Enough. All right, whatever. Um, there is one beer in here that is like an old friend that I have known for years, and he brought along two of his cool new friends... That you may not really know, or you may not really like, but right. they all kind of blend together into this, oh, yeah, this is, and I've had Old Rabbit's Foot many times, it's, I've, I've kind of been fucking with you guys, I've had this beer, not this version, or this variant, but I've had this beer multiple times, yep. it doesn't bother me. Yeah, we had it on Stout Show, you remember yeah. Stout Show? Fuck off. Jo- that Josh, was my, that was fuck my, off. That was fuck my first show. Fuck off. Josh just doesn't like... The regular Imperial Stout because it's just it's a lot of honey. Yeah, I or just, Event Horizon. Same which is thing. Also, because it's yeah, yeah, very similar. Yeah, too much honey. This is a perfect balance of all of it. So yeah. absolutely buy. Uh, final beer. Final up? beer up uh, from Percent Tap House in Harrisburg, which is just like northeast of Charlotte, in between Charlotte. And, and it's a collaboration with Triple C too. Uh, okay, so Triple C and Percent Tap House uh, collaboration. This is Bine and Vine. Um. It's an old mm-hmm. ale. It's like a whopping 14%, but it's been aged in red wine barrels. Mm-hmm. Um, six months in freshly removed, good grief, neutral red wine oak barrels with Shiraz and Malbec. Great musts. Um, and it's still, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, no carbonation, but it comes with a cork. Right, right. Cool. And a green bottle. And a green bottle, right. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. It's like a, it's like a flat mead and I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I, I'm, I'm struggling to understand the why to this. Okay. Like why, why would you make a still beer on purpose? Like would this benefit from having some form of carbonation to it? I don't know. Uh, but it's not bad. Um, I, you know, like I said, I'm not going to go out of my way to buy it. Uh, I appreciate it for what it is. It is it is good. But I'm, uh, I'll pass on this one. Wells? It is a little strange. Uh, I still remember that first pour of it that I had at the Triple C Tap Room. Like, a still beer. Okay, this is a choice. Um, but it's delicious. Um, do I... Do I feel that it could benefit from some carbonation? Sure, maybe. Am I absolutely going to crush the living hell out of this bottle? Most definitely. Yeah. Uh, this is super tasty. It's um, neat to see the interplay between old ale and um, you know the great must and red wine barrel aging, and thirteen point eight percent. Holy cow! It yeah. is. I mean, it doesn't drink. Not, it doesn't drink hot at all. No, it doesn't. I mean, I, I think about some of those. Revolution cans we have that are thirteen plus percent, and, and you usually, know it. Yeah, you feel them, it. A lot of them, but they will let you know. This yep. one, I got enough. This one, I can, I, I, I cannot chug beer. I would chug this. Well, yeah, no I could chug this. I mean, it's, I it's easier. It's but. it's delicious. I, mm. I, I mean, I feel like this definitely would appeal more to the wine drinkers. Yeah. Um, yes, it does. Which you might not be. You're not a wine drinker. I'm, 
I don't, I don't dislike it. I just don't buy it. So I'm you know, you. like it's. I couldn't even begin to tell you what I like and what I don't like about it because I don't. That's fair. I don't buy it. Josh, I was say, do you remember that one show that we did at Grapevine that he got us into wine, and we all like he asked us after we were done recording. I think it was the second show we did at Grapevine because we did two of them uh-huh. out there back yeah, in yeah. the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, we wrapped up and we were packing everything up, and he was like. Hey, here's the kind of beer you like. Here's a wine equivalent. That was the one that I left because we were going to the beach. Oh, okay. And then I had to like come back because I left my backpack or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you missed that day of education. I, I sure did. Um, yeah. Can I get more of this? Because this is like a wine beer and I could use this for multiple things of, hey, you don't like beer? Here's kind of a beer mm-hmm. but it's like yep. wine hey do you want to try wine but you're a beer guy yep. hey here's this this is a weird thing that shouldn't work but it works totally does yep. and it works damn well uh, i'm shocked that i really enjoy this as much as i did like yeah same. yeah this is this is a weird and, and, and i do have to give jeff the uh the why like i don't understand it but at the same time like this would be a great beer of you don't like beer? Try this. You don't like wine? Try this. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is cool. Absolute buy. Uh, well, it's time for I to tap that. How does that work? Well, of all the beers that we've had on the show, what's the one that we'd love to tap on our theoretical or in Jeff's actual case, uh, actual home kegerator? Uh, it's called I'd tap that. Jeff, lead us off. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to do the old rabbit's foot. Um you know, no adjuncts, basic, uh, absolutely master class in bourbon barrel aged stouts. Like it's, it's just really hard to not pick that. Um, for me, that was my favorite one. So I, I would tap the old rabbit's foot. Wells. I'm with you and it's close because that vine and vine is amazing. But is that the one that I want on the day to day? No, this is more of like a special occasion. Yeah, I do plan on picking up a couple more bottles of it. I'll I'll probably end up buying more bottles of Bine and Vine than I do Old Rabbit's Foot. But yeah. and but, I, and I feel like Bine and Vine is one of those that you just like sit on as long as you need to. Yeah, it's not like it's going to go bad, right? But it's got a cork and a cap for a still beer. <laughs> I know it's it's great. Um, no, it's got to be the Old Rabbit's Foot for me. It's kind of hard to go wrong with one of the OGs. Yep, Josh, Josh your thoughts. Combo breaker. I'll take that. I mean, it's not like again, old rabbit's foot's not disgusting in any way, shape, or form. I'd absolutely drink this beer, and I have many times. But that thirst quancher is great. And I mean, it's hot. That's not at all what I thought he was going to go with. Yeah, same. Yeah, I know. But I sometimes just want a mouthful of hops, and I don't want this weird haze thing that I've. Been Stockholm syndromed into, and I just want a mouthful of hops. There's don't want a backbone. There, there's a time and a place for you know adjuncts and hazy and thick, and there's a lot of breweries on here that do it really well. Yeah, and then there I get into a spell where like I just I, I, I want not light beer in the terms of light beer, but I just want like less heavy beer yes like i I don't want to you know like i don't want to feel like i ate a full meal after i drank one beer plain and simple and that does it for me yeah 
All right, Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at, man? Come find us on the interwebs. Craftbeercast.com. Uh, we've got a Patreon if you want to support us that way. Um, or, you know, reach out to us on uh, email, contact at craftbeercast.com. If you want to uh, work out a, a trade, I've got a box that'll be shipping up to Minnesota here before too long. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah thanks to Chase for that uh, the stuff we had a couple shows ago. Yeah. So, uh, super fun there. Uh, actually, it's been pretty funny. Uh, Purvis texted me the other day, and he's like, who the hell is this Chase guy? And I'm like, why? What's the problem? He's like, every time he sends a message, I get a notification over email. <laughs> well, then, Chris, get out of our shit. You're not on the show anymore, jackass. Or set up a filter in your email like a technologically adept person would do. Well, no, he's not. He's a troglodyte. Whatever. Hey, Hi, Chris. iPhones. Anywho. He doesn't listen to this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Even when you tell him to. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Twitter is probably the easiest way to get a hold of us. Uh, Josh Manstad at CVCast. That's for Craft Beer Cast. CVCast. Come check us out there. Wells, where can they find you? Uh, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at All the Wells. Go there for all my overly rushed hot takes. <laughs> or you can find me on Instagram also at All the Wells. All that, uh, hot takes are all 10. Uh, I'm not. I don't. Numbers. No, I'm numbers, not words. Words. Numbers are a lie. Josh, where are you? You can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Don't forget to tell a friend. Tell somebody you've listened to us. Uh, thank you, by the way, Gary, for re becoming a Patreon subscriber. I really appreciate that, as does Wells and Jeff. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Uh, Patreon's a big part of helping keep us afloat. As you guys know, we don't do ads on the show. I never have, never will, unless somebody offers us a stupid amount of money or beds. I'll take those, like a, like a free bed, you know, like a purple mattress or something. Wait for my, oh, like, oh, human, like a mattress. Yeah. Oh, well, no, fuck that. No, 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 we're not doing that shit. Yeah, come here. You're not getting free shit. <laughs> no. No. No, we're not anyways. We're not Welcome to Craft Beer Cast, sponsored by Mattress and Company. Yeah. Uh, don't forget about our subreddit, slash r slash Craft Beer Cast. I post news stories out there, anything else you wanted to talk about, and... Brought to you by and, your mom's mattress. It's already worn out, because Wells has been over there. And also, uh, don't forget about Dre, because a lot of people did. Yeah. I can't and we'll, believe they forgot about Dre. And we'll talk to you guys and he's next. he's still Dre. I mean, like, space. you know... <laughs>